Hi and welcome to Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato, founder of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York, and uh, we help small businesses with their brands and with their advertising. Uh, we utilize uh, storytelling. We believe in uh, authentic storytelling. That's why we have uh, this Sidewalk Talk podcast where we find um, thought leaders in the community uh, and uh, help them tell their stories and see if we can connect them with other people in the community because it's all about people connecting with people, not necessarily people connecting with the brands or the businesses. It's connecting with the people behind the businesses. And we're joined today by uh, Michael O'Lear. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Michael. Michael is, uh, well, he started up the O'Lear team, uh, and right now it's the O'Lear team at MJ Peterson. Uh, they specialize in elder life real estate. I do a lot of things, but that's one of the specialties. Michael's been, how long have you been in real estate? It's 32 years now. 32 years. Uh, so tell us, um, before we get into the O'Lear team specifically, tell me about your background. Why real estate? You obviously love it. You made a career out of it. How did you get started? I, I started in real estate. I, my first career was social work. And, and, you know, it goes to just enjoying, like, helping people and being useful. Um, I got to a point in uh, one of the jobs that I was in that I just, I wasn't loving it at all, you know, and just uh, started looking around and uh, remember one day on Elmwood Avenue, I wandered into um, a real estate office there and, and talked to the broker for probably almost an hour and like fell, fell in love with the idea and I got licensed. I, um, I sold three houses my first month. And then I quit my job, and then I didn't sell anything for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> we almost starved. But um, yeah, it's been great. I love it. You know, it's, uh, it really puts us in a place where we can, um, you know, really get involved with a family. I mean, the hardest thing for really myself and everybody on our team is we really, really get to know people because you're talking to them a lot, almost every day. And then all of a sudden, there's no reason to get together anymore. <laughs> <There's> like, <laughs> seriously, it's almost like there's almost this, this void. And uh, we get cards every once in a while from people, you know, that they, uh, they miss us. You haven't called. Why haven't you called me? <laughs> well, so for it's you, fun. though, it's helping people. So that's what you did before. Right. Same kind of feeling. Easy transition. I mean, the best... Real estate people, I mean, if you look around the Western New York market, a lot of the really heavy hitters in Western New York started out as teachers, social workers, um, you know, in a profession where they're explaining concepts to people on a regular basis. Um, that transition from that type of um, occupation to real estate is a very easy transition for a lot of people. So for you, great point. So for you, um, you didn't plan on going into real estate. Uh, you found real estate. So what you're saying, maybe somebody out there that is, whatever you mentioned, a teacher or some kind of educator that maybe is looking for something different, do you suggest they look into real estate? It's, it's amazing how quickly someone can make a transition. We had someone join our team this year, uh, Mimi Pichulo, and she's probably worked for maybe 20 years as an administrator of um, senior communities. Right. Um, and she's, I think she's got 14 deals already in like about six months. You know, knows how to talk to people, contacts, contacts in an industry. Um, for someone that's maybe been in the same field for a while, 
that already knows a lot of people in the community. Real estate, without a doubt, it's a contact sport. I mean, as many people as you can, that you know, that you can stay in touch with, that, you know, see you as being a credible person, um, you know, you just need to get in front of them and demonstrate that you have the knowledge as well. And that's how you win a client. So for the young person or somebody that has a, a child that's in their 20, 21, 22, so you're thinking maybe it's more of an advantage. Someone who has life and professional experience, maybe that's for any business, has a head start on someone that just because they, well, they know more people. It, it can be, but then on you know the flip side of that is someone who has good natural people skills. Another example, someone else on our team, James Conley, um, started out, actually was at another brokerage for a little while. I think he sold maybe two or three houses in his first seven months and um, you know decided to switch over here. And I think he's, he's on his second full year, and I think he's going to close maybe $8 million in real estate this year, which in Western New York is really substantial. So here's a young guy who um, has a, a reasonable s sphere of influence in the community, um, you know, just because he grew up here, but had knowledge base. And one of the things about him it's the first person I've had that has actually come into the business that has done everything I told him to do. And it's just been, you know, the results are really amazing for him. Um, so it's quite possible either way. It's just more, um, you, need to, you need to have a work ethic and you have to be able to fight through some adversity, which does happen. Um, I mean, it continues to happen over the years, but you, you definitely, are, there's a little bit of uh, hard knocks in the first year as you're kind of cutting your teeth and you're learning uh, what to do, what not to do. One of the biggest things that a new person in real estate, whether they're, um, you know, an experienced older person, you know, middle age, what have you, or a brand younger person, is, is knowing who to spend time with. Because you can waste like so much time with people that maybe their motivation level uh, just isn't sufficient to really, they don't really want to do anything, maybe, or they're not really certain they want to do anything as opposed to spending time with people that are, you know, committed to the process, that have a need and have the wherewithal, you know, to make something happen, so... So obviously, elder life is something that, that you guys do very well, and it's great. But that's not the only thing you do. You do other things. That's right. We have uh, we have some agents on our team that just specialize in first time buyers too. Um, Lou Taravella, Serena Fire, Carrie Horn, um, they're they're terrific, and they've got many many years of experience, and uh, they're great at you know breaking it down for somebody who's you know worried, nervous, scared. You know, calls you know three times a day because they're you know they're concerned about um, you know interest rates. What are my closing costs? You know, all these different questions that that you have when you're a first time buyer. It's a very it's a very daunting thing, and um, they they are great. I mean, they really they take the time to to talk to people, uh, and make sure they understand everything, and walk through all the details. So um, yes, we do a lot of work with older adults. It's a big percentage of what we do. 
uh, but we do cover the gamut of residential real estate, you know, area in Niagara County. So, it's, it's, The formula seems the same as far as customer service. It is very much the same. It's exactly the same. It's spending time with people, make sure you outline the different steps of the process, and then go through the details of most, most people, what they want to know is when and how much is it going to cost me. That's really what most people want to know. Uh, they don't want any surprises. Uh, they want, uh, and they want facts. You know, they want them up front. Um, and, it, you know, it's, our, uh, it's really our fiduciary duty to try to, you know, help them as much as possible to, you know, get a house for uh, the best price possible. So, and that's what, that's what our folks uh, focus on. So one of the things you do in the elder life is understanding that it's, that's a, it's a difficult thing for them to do and it's emotional, which is where the slogan comes from. But can you talk about that, that it's not just, I mean, if I feel like we've connected on that. That's the right connections. It's, they're, they're still able to keep their memories. I mean, it's not just memories. It's not any memories. It's your memories. It's your home. What seems different to me is that you guys really comprehend that. That's what came to us. Right. Because it's what you told us. Sure. Is that it? you're very empathetic. That's the word, right? You right. have empathy for what they're going through. It's not just like, I'm going to go sell your house. Just right. relax. Right. Just shut up and sign. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that approach, there's people out there that take that approach. But, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's um, you know, sell the house but keep your home. And what that really means is, uh, you know, taking the things you really treasure with you. And there's a lot of little tricks you can do. I mean, to, to still keep your, um, like one of the things I think, there's a couple different things real quick, is... Um, Say your bathroom is a certain color and you have certain pictures up on the wall, um, is to just replicate that in the new place. I mean, if you have like a pale orange, you know, kind of a light color and you got like a sunset picture, bring that. It makes a difference. Uh, something else that we've encouraged people to do and they've actually done it, uh, we had a lady that had a, a teacup collection that was massive. It had to be about 80 teacups. And she had them on the wall, and her husband had made this. Uh, he was a woodworker. He had made these special shelves where it all fit. And it was beautiful. And part of why she didn't want to move, she didn't want to leave that behind. So what we did, we kind of engineered is she paid one of her grandkids to do digital photos of all the teacups. And then uh, her kids told her she could keep five or six. I think she ended up keeping about 10. But as far as the rest of the teacups, they put them on uh, a jump drive and bought her a digital picture frame. And so she has that rotating, you know, not all the time, but frequently if she wants to look at it. So that's how you keep, keep your home. You know, there's different, there's different things you can do to take what you've always loved about the place that you live and install it in your new home. That's awesome. That's selling the house yeah. and keeping your home. Right. Trademark. All right. So t let's talk about O'Lear specifically. Um, you, you deal with the senior community and elder life real estate. Um, how did that, I don't know of any other uh, that, that have taken advantage of that niche. How did that happen for you guys? Well, the way it, how it happened for us was it, um, 
one of the things that was important, my, my first career, I had a master's in social work, and my first jobs out of graduate school were involved with older adults. And it's just, I've always liked, I've always liked elderly folks. I mean, they're always kind of interesting. They always have stories. You know, usually if you ask one more question or you stay like an extra five minutes or take the cup of tea and sit for a while, usually end up finding out some really interesting things that's, that's uh, not only um, useful, but entertaining too, you know, and uh, that's something that I've always really liked about, um, you know, older people. Um, my kids were really small 20 years ago. Um, folks that are up in age are home in the daytime. So I was able to, you know, be home at night with my kids too more often. That, that I really was part of the decision at the time, frankly. And, um, but it's really, for us, it's really grown into something where we find we can be, you know, very, very useful to the family. You know, everybody on the team is, is oriented into, um, you know, that type of work. We had agents that were actually at another company um, getting started in this area. They probably had worked and specialized in older adults for three or four years. They decided to leave the other company. They came in and, and work here, Sally Ball and, and Ann Cater. And uh, they've been an amazing addition to our team and just really broaden us out. I mean, Sally lives um, in Sunset Bay, so it increases our reach uh, for Southern Erie County. We go, you know, all the way to Springville. Uh, we have someone else on our team, Carrie Horn, lives in Pendleton. So um, it just fans out through Erie and Niagara County. We're able to, you know, service all those areas, um, you know, without missing a beat. I think the other big piece of evolution for us is that um, maybe a couple years or even about the time I've always been really interested in logistics and planning things out and you know trying to have things go smoothly. So for for years, I mean, I've, we've been doing this for 20 years. You know, I'll sit down with the family and I'll make a list of everything that they need to do that matches their circumstance, whether it would be. You know, are there certain repairs that aren't going to cost a whole lot of money where they're going to get a big return? Um, are they going to have excess personal property where they're going to need maybe to do a household sale? Um, sometimes there's uh, planning to move out. Are we going to move first? Are we going to move after the house sells? Are we going to move before? You know, what's best for mom, dad, or uncle? You know, a lot of times every situation is different. So we like to do, what I've been doing all the time is we figure out, okay, what are the activities and what's the proper sequence? If you talk to somebody that's helping an older adult move and they're having a lot of problems, typically it's because they did things out of sequence. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, an older adult absolutely has to move first. They have to move first. What do you mean by first? Well, before you, before you do anything with the house, before you start showing the house, before people you know, are making appointments to come and look at it, I mean, especially if someone is on maybe just starting to be forgetful or um, maybe they're just real you know, fussy about their property, you know, and, and for a lot of folks, it is just the, the, the most important thing for an older adult when they're going through this process is not to get sick not to fall down, not to have some kind of setback that is 
uh, going to be debilitating in any way. I mean, this is really hard for them to do. And we try to design it in such a way that um, based on their situation, you know, are they going to be able to be there and be a part of the showings and, you know, and, and a lot of people, it's just not good for them. So that's kind of a key decision that needs to be made up front. Uh, for folks that are maybe, you know, just leaving a house and going to a condo or independent living, you know, and they're, they're out in and out all day and, you know, doing, you know, no matter what age they are, it doesn't matter. I mean, for some folks, it doesn't matter. It's a non-issue. But for a lot of folks we deal with, it's an issue. You know, um, I guess the other things, too, that there's a natural inclination by, I would say, 80 or 90 percent of people that think that if you're going to sell a house and you're going to also have a household sale or an estate sale, that you should clear the house first. And probably 70 to 80 percent of the time, that's a mistake. Why? Um, it's so frequent, well, a couple reasons why. One, if you take the house down to bare bones where there's nothing in it, you take everything off the walls, you're going to show every single flaw it has. And that is really, you know, that can have the impact on price is very negative. So one of the things that we frequently do with people, even if they're going to move, say they're going to move first, but they're moving from a house to an apartment, is to take the furniture that they really want to take and then reposition what's remaining in the house so it's still set up. And then, because, because people can imagine themselves living there better? It's, I, th I think it's on a primal level. I mean, if somebody walks in a house, there's nothing there. I think it's on a primal level that they're thinking, I'm going to get a deal. Oh. You know, so it's the buyer's reaction. Yeah. I think you have that. I think the other thing that happens is even if um, the furnishings are dated, the things hanging on the wall are maybe a little dated, um, you don't have a lot of holes in the wall or, you know, where it hasn't been painted in 20 years, you're going to have an outline. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely just going to look worse. So, um, and a lot of times, I mean, it's just a question of maybe decluttering a little bit or a lot. But one of the things that you can do is you can declutter, take whatever the accumulation is, you can put it in totes, you can put it in closets, just get it out of the way. And then the house will show a lot better. I mean, that's something we lose listings sometimes because, I mean, I ask people, I said, do you want, do you want to know what you need to do? <laughs> sometimes I tell them, you know, what they need to do and they really don't want to. We don't push too hard, but for whatever reason, you know, they, they have a, maybe a negative reaction to that. But for people in our project management program where we're, we're helping people with this and actually coordinate it for them, People in our program are, are making 19% 19 higher sale price by taking these steps in the, you know, before they put the house on the market. And for this year, we're averaging 10 days on the market. Compared to? The Western New York average right now is running at 31 days. All right, so you... It's a third of the time. Yeah. Uh, the other really important number, I think, is list price sale price ratio because people... And list price sale price ratio is okay if you put a house on the market for a hundred thousand, how much does it sell for? This year we're averaging a hundred point one. Well, Western New York average right now is ninety eight point two. 
So, you know, it's, you can say, well, you're selling it faster, you're selling it under, and the answer is no. I think we've had 29, offer, 29 houses sell um, with multiple offers this year. So it's, uh, it's a significant number. It's more than 25% of our listings sold over asking price. So, so would you credit, I'm gonna make an assumption. I'm crediting it to the type of people that you have on the team and then the processes that you kind of have in place that that just helps get the job done for the family. Because we call, in this situation, it's for families mm -hmm. in the senior market, right? Because it's, right. it's not just uh, husband, wife, or just husband, or just wife. It usually involves the kids too, right? Right, absolutely. And I think one of the things that's made a difference for us and um, well, Laura Nightingale and, and myself, we've been working together for, it's 18 years now, I can't believe. I met her in Manhattan Bagel, and she was just kind of a sassy kid, but she was just very personable, and I kept telling her she'd be good in real estate. And she ended up, we've been working together for a really long time now, and something, her and I really struggled in the beginning, but the, the team has really grown now. And what we actually have is, um, we have a division of labor on what we do. We have a transaction coordinator. We have a marketing person. Uh, Donna's our, our project manager for the families. And then um, there's eight agents. So, and everybody is geographically positioned in such a way that, you know, we have specific tasks that we do. You know, I, I'm always the first one out. I meet with the family. We get things worked out, how things are going to go. Quite frequently, we bring in one of the other agents for open houses to show the house to buyers. Um, Ann jumps in as soon as it's sold, and she becomes their best friend until the deal closes. So it's, um, yeah, it's great. I mean, we really have, uh, I'm really proud of all of them uh, and how we work together. Uh, we meet during the week. Uh, you know, one of the things I think is kind of unusual about our team, one of the hardest thing to do is to get independent contractors to come to a meeting. And we meet Monday morning, 11 o'clock, and we have, I would say it's about 98% engagement of everybody who comes, but we have fun, we laugh. We start out every meeting with uh, show and tell. I have, I have it this week and I have the coolest thing for show and tell. It's my grandparents' contract of sale from 1936 when they bought their house at 52 Zenner Street in Buffalo, New York. For how much? <laughs> I think it was, I think they paid, um, I can't remember exactly, it's right around 6000 6, maybe. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's something like cool. that. So when, but, but still, there, anybody can sell, well not anybody, but realtors, they sell houses all the time. and There's different markets that they sell to. This sale, when it's to a senior, it's different though. There's a lot, real estate's emotional, I don't think. Right. They, but this situation's even more emotional because a lot of times, you know, the, the middle-aged person, it's, maybe it's the house they grew up in or maybe it's mom is moving into, you know, whatever, assisted living. Right. And, and it's, a, it's difficult, so I, I I know, I mean, you guys must take that into account. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that's really, really important with, you know, with the type of work that we do is trying to make sure that the client has as much control as possible over the process. Because as you age, one of the things that's the hardest thing to confront is you start losing control. 
yeah. of what's going on, of, of who's, you know, your kids are making decisions for you sometimes, you know, and, and one of the things that, I mean, we work on with people, we try to get across, we do seminars in the community, and one of the things I really try to emphasize with people, it's so much better to make this transition um, and stay ahead of any changes in your health. You know, and I, I've had people that, I, I can think of this one couple, I think they probably, I sold their house like four times and I first met them, I mean, it was almost like one of my first clients. They were in an enormous three-family house on Ashland Avenue, and it was just too much. They bought a ranch in Tonawanda and, uh, three times, and then they sold that and bought a condo, um, you know, in Amherst. But just they stayed ahead of the whole thing, and they both passed away now, but I think they lived uh, into their mid-90s. So. I guess the different things that I think are important for us to get across to people is just tell them how important it is to stay ahead of any changes. Uh, you know, make make these decisions while you're the one that's in charge of doing it. Um, but then the other part too is, you know, listening to stories about things you did in the house with your loved ones. You know, and quite frequently we're. I'm working with, uh, just because women live longer, you know, quite frequently I'm working, working with, um, you know, an, uh, an elderly lady who's a widow, um, you know, just listening to stories about things, you know, that they did in the house that, that she loved to do. And we usually, I always usually do that most of the time when we're creating our, you know, our pitch, our marketing for the house is like talking to the client about what did you really enjoy about being in this house? And it's really where you get like some of the stuff that's just dynamite to put in your ads. Huh. And it's helped, you know, they help you sell the house that way. So uh, I guess if anything for, for older folks is it definitely requires an extra measure of compassion a lot of times. Uh, but then again, there's there's other people that are like, just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I had this one lady. She's uh, we just sold her house not too long ago, and first time I went to see her was like 12 years ago, and I think she was 80 at the time, and she she wanted to know what she could do to make her house more marketable. I think I probably went back there maybe five years later to see what she had done. She did a whole bunch of stuff. It looked great. And she goes, well, I'll call you when I'm ready. So another seven years down the road, but she had redone her kitchen. She had redone the bathroom. She had the carpets taken out, the floors refinished. The house looked amazing. We had like a war for that house. It was in, in Williamsville. I think she sold maybe 20000 over asking. She was pretty happy. Yeah. 92 years old, you know, she's still uh, having a good time. <laughs> well, the, the things that, what, I, what hits me is what you're offering, like uh, the concierge service or whatever you want to call it, where it's actually human to human. It's, it just seems to go in the face of what's happening in this industry. I mean, Zillow doesn't do this. Right. We're all struck by Zillow, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking at houses on Zillow. What? You know that separates you. What, what's going on? I guess where I'm going is what's going on with your industry. Well, in the industry, I mean, when I first started, I mean, we absolutely realtors actually had a hammer lock on all the information. I mean, it was like, 
buyers or sellers were always looking to get a copy of the book, you know, and the book had like all the data, you know, of house sales and what was out there. And, and that's all changed. I mean, there, the difficulty now is there's too much information out there. And our role, I think, as, as a real estate person, uh, the way our role has changed, I think more we're going to, our role is to help people interpret the data, you know, as opposed to, um, you know, there, there is a lot of information out there, but there's a lot of misinformation out there, too. So the, the other thing, too, I think for us is like uh, working person to person. Uh, I think there's always going to be room for that, you know, in the real estate industry. And we really didn't plan it that way, but we're really glad that this is where we've ended up um, just with our team. And uh, it's just what we love to do. People need us. You know, and, and frankly, of course, we're in business. We need them. Um, and not only that, we need them to be satisfied with, uh, with their outcomes. Not only satisfied, but we want them to be thrilled. And that's something we really focus on, everybody that works here. So somebody who's, um, you know, maybe their parent is widowed and it's time, you know, it's time to sell that house. Um, what should they do? They contact you? What's yeah, they can contact us. I mean, like the I, a lot of times, I mean, place where we can really, really be helpful is in the case where there's there's a, a lot of elderly folks here where their kids are living in another yeah, city, you know, and and maybe, you know, they're. I have one tomorrow. I mean, I was supposed to meet with her last week, but then her son's coming, which is great. So we're going to meet Saturday afternoon. Uh, he's coming in from Detroit, and so we'll be able to go over everything with them. And you know, people just can't physically be here, but we can we can be here to you know kind of hold mom's hand through the process. One of the nice things about the digital age, like with our project management program, if people hire us to do that. Uh, we've had our record so far. One time, we had six siblings who all wanted to be involved, who all needed to sign every document. Uh, you know, in order to, to transfer title, uh, we can send them photos at each stage as it's getting ready, you know, maybe doing some repairs, getting ready for a household sale. We have electronic signature, so it, uh, that really expedites the process. Um, I've got a conference call tomorrow morning, actually, with four uh, sisters. Uh, they're selling a house in, in the city of Buffalo. And... That's the only way, you know, we're going to be able to get everybody together. So techno technology has its pluses and minuses. I mean, we're really tuned in to all the things that are going to uh, help us be more efficient, but also, you know, improve the client experience. Michael O'Leary, the O'Leary team at MJ Peterson, um, they have a, a highly in-depth website. A lot of information, a lot of real good information. Uh, Olear.com, pretty simple, O-L-E-A-R. You can check it out anytime. Um, they do um, a, a lot of, uh, sell, they sell a lot of homes. Um, they are specializing and they do, they have a lot of knowledge uh, in the uh, elder real estate market. So if uh, your parents are, uh, it's time to sell the house or if you are, you know you're going to be, these guys, they have the, they have the process down um, to help you. It's, it's really interesting to watch it and they'll help you sell that house but they understand that it's not easy. And I think that's what sets them apart from a lot of different uh, 
maybe different companies. That's not just not their expertise. Here, they've been through it, they understand it, and they understand that it's not easy to do. So, Michael, thank you for the time. Right. Thanks for being on the show. That's it for this edition of uh, Sidewalk Talk. You can watch any of our episodes right on our website. It's uh, showthesidewalk.com. You can download any of them on, um, on any of your favorite platforms uh, for however you download uh, your podcast. So that's it for now for Sidewalk Talk. Until next time, I'm Steve Fortunato. Thanks for listening and watching.